You're listening to another great podcast in the Stoplight Network. Welcome to Geekiest Show Ever, episode number 78. That's right, I'm back. I'm still clogged up and, and my sinuses aren't still 100%, but I'm good enough to come and gross everyone out who's listening, including Kevin. And Kevin's joining me today. How are you going, Kevin? Well, I'm doing better than I was, Mark. I I think uh, I caught your cooties across the web. Woohoo! You know, we, we, I, I've always wanted like smell a vision or something like that. But I mean, we're sort of exchanging DNA. You know, we're we're getting to know each other so well. We're we're doing video. We've got this microphone. It's just it's going across the interwebs. So what did what plague did I end up giving you? You got my leg infected. I think you were Ooh. licking it or something. Oh, oh, oh. Are you, are you sure I was licking it and not just lifting me leg on it? Uh, well, either one's, either one's possible in your case. Oh, dear, that, that doesn't sound good. What, what did you do? Did you bump it against something badly? or? I, I don't know. I must have gotten uh, a small cut on it someplace. Uh, darn if the doctors could find it. But then I got an infection underneath my skin, which uh, probably... Two hours, maybe after Mike and I finished recording, and after we had chastised you, talked about dipping you like sheep on the farm <laughs> and everything else, um, I went to bed and it everything went downhill from there. I got the fever, chills, the shakes. I couldn't sleep. I was I was miserable for a couple of days, and it, it it was an infection in my leg that was spreading through my body. It took over the lower portion of my right leg, and it all swelled up and looked really gross and red and pus- not quite pustule-laden, but yeah, you know, it was one of the nasty-looking. Doesn't sound like you've had a good time with it. I know a few years ago, Gretel had... She got bitten by... Um, uh, I can't remember what type of bug it was. It was you know, some sort of weird insect and probably something that's only out here in Australia anyway. But uh, she got bitten on the... the uh, well, I do want to say the leg or the foot, and um, she ended up having to be on a, a on a drip and have a home nurse come out for a few weeks and everything. It was really really bad, and apparently now if she's got a cut on her. It can actually come back, and just the the bacteria that's under your fingernails could reinfect it and and reinflame it. And I you know I'd have to ask her what it was called because I honestly can't remember. Uh, but yeah, it's it's pretty serious when you get those infections, and certainly not something nice either. No, you know, I I had the same thing happen. Oh, it's probably been ten years ago. One time, and they say once you get it, you are susceptible. You're more susceptible to getting it again. So I've always tried to be careful, but ah, oh, it was just absolutely miserable. Then I get to spend the most of the afternoon sitting over at the imaging center because they weren't sure if it was a blood clot or not. So then they send me over there and they. They do a Doppler thing on your leg, and they smear that jelly all over you, and it was just, you know, a royal treat. I mean, I'm I'm glad I'm healthy. I appreciate the doctor and the concern and all that, but just having that crap smeared all over your leg, and you got a woman running this thing up and down your leg trying to find all the veins in your leg, and, and it was so sore right then. They're pushing down, and I'm chewing a hole in my lip trying not to scream bloody murder. And they're going, oh, we're so sorry. I said, hey, just do what you have to do. It's okay. So, I, And i got to tell you, Kevin, I'm starting to get a, a little woozy, and I'm even sweating with the, the thought of uh, you going through this. So with that note, I think we'll uh, say, well, at least you're on the mend. Thumbs up for that one. That's fantastic. And the doctors did a good job, which is always great. And uh, we might move on. Now, I need to uh, thank Mike for filling in last week yet again. It was absolutely superb of him to do so. So thank you, Mike. And uh, to anyone who hasn't listened to uh, Bard on the Plains, go and check it out in iTunes. I listened to the first episode he did. And I've got to tell you, I just I fell in love with it. It was just a really great episode. I loved the way and just the tone that Mike was telling his own story of growing up out on the farm and so forth and it was just wonderful I, I really can't wait till the the next one and uh so i hope he mixes it up with not only new stories from other people but more stories of his own upbringing and his own life and so forth he's such a great storyteller so please go and uh check that out on itunes and kevin you know what 
I actually got some complaints about last week's show that you and Mike did. And I'm like, what? What? Complaints? You guys did a great show. Because I, I, I listened back to it, of course. I did the edit and I, I laughed. I thought it was great. It was a great show. But it wasn't so much what you did say or do. It was what you didn't do. You guys left the toilet humor until like 50 minutes or so into the show. <laughs> and I literally, when the show went out, I started getting direct messages and emails saying, you know, the show was great, but boy, they left the toilet humor late, you know? And I'm like, what? People really like us talking about our lose and, and having craps and they, they love it and they missed out on it. So um, shame, shame, shame to you and Mike for uh, leaving it so long in the show to uh, get down and dirty, shall we say. Well, we got it out of the way earlier this this week when you talked about pissing on my leg. So I think we should. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, that visual image is stuck in my head and I'm sure we've disturbed at least a few people. And, you know, you'd normally think that it would be the men who listened to the show that actually commented on that and, and so forth. We actually had women as well sending in messages <laughs> saying that they wanted the toilet, toilet humor. So, uh Yes, we're, we're, we're back in our prime. So next time uh, Mike comes on, Kevin, you've got to gross us out in the first five minutes. Uh, that I can do. I got no problem with the toilet humor. <laughs> just 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 remember that uh, hot on the left, cold on the right, and shit doesn't flow uphill. <laughs> uh, too much information. And speaking of shit, we've got to stop the honey boo-boo. I, I, you know what? This is the last show, listeners. This is the absolute last show. I'm taking a stand. We are not doing the Honey Boo Boo Jiggle anymore. And the reason why we're not doing the Honey Boo Boo Jiggle anymore is because we're, we're starting to create a plague of Honey Boo Boo followers around the world. Poor Jeff Gamut has it. You know, he, he's been exposed to it, never wanted to be exposed to it. Timothy Gregoire... Oh, how's he ever going to go into church again, Kevin? You're destroying everybody. Everybody that I'm friends with, everybody that I, I think a lot of. you got to stop doing it. Listen, we got to cut Honey Boo Boo down at the knees. We, we, we've got to stop. She's, all, she's only about knee high anyway, so you can't <laughs> cut her down too much lower. We'll, we'll cut the throat. No, no more damn Honey Boo Boo. Uh, and your uh, accent with that, here comes Honey Boo Boo. Oh, my God. Here comes God. Honey Boo Boo. <laughs> Seriously. I, when, when you said that on last week's show, I wanted something to strangle. I'm like, oh, not, not, not again. Oh, it was absolute chaos. So, anyway, I think I've said my piece. This is the last episode we're talking about Honey Boo Boo. You say it again, I'm going to replace it. I'm going to beep you out in the editing process and I'm going to replace it with another comment that'll be really, really funny instead. There we go. Well, we can't end Honey Boo Boo without me sharing a Honey Boo Boo award winning recipe. Oh, good Lord. What's that? I don't know. This episode's maybe a week or two weeks old. I can't remember. I'm catching up a little bit. I got a little bit behind on my, here comes honey, boo, boo. jeez. Oh, Kevin, Kevin, Kevin. Do you, anyway, really, do you have to traumatize me anymore? I mean, seriously, I'm, I'm lying in bed, and, and I've got, here comes honey, boo, boo, going around in my head. It's shocking. It, oh, look, it's worse than, than the pocket-sized podcast music, you know? Pocket size podcast, da, 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 da. you know, it's it's worse than that. The honey boo boo thing, and Scott's going to probably kill me for doing the pocket size <laughs> podcast thing. But actually, you listeners, you've got to go and listen to uh, this week's or last week's, whenever this show comes out, uh, pocket size podcast, because uh, me and Scott got together and talked about the iPhone five announcements, and uh, that was a, a good a, show. I want to talk a little bit. I know we're not a Mac show per se, but I want to talk a little bit about all the announcements. But anyway, the recipe. Now you you've seen pictures of these people, right? Oh the yeah, they're food. they're they're like um seriously, they're not of this world. Well, they were talking about their favorite dinner they were gonna have this this night. They were gonna have now now listen to very carefully, not spaghetti, but sketty. F oh yeah, like skeddy and meatballs. Oh yeah, god, no, why do no, I know no. that? 
S-K-E-T-T-I is how they were saying it. Oh, good Lord. Sketi. Now, here's the funny part. So they're making the spaghetti. Well, then they say, how do you know when the pasta's done appropriately? Well, you throw it up and it sticks to the wall. What did they do? They threw it up and it stuck to the wall. Then the little girl pulled it off the wall and ate it. Oh, oh, imagine if that was like a moldy wall or something. Well, it was actually the kitchen cabinet, so that. You know what? All I can. Oh, that's a shame because I was going to say I was hoping there would be an old house that had lead paint. You know, and if she ate enough of it, maybe she'd do everyone a favor and die of lead poisoning. But you know, look, I I am mean. you, You know what? I feel really sorry for. I feel sorry for the kid. You know, because this is a kid that's been born and, and hasn't been born as a hootie tootie, you know, let's go and put makeup on crap. This is someone who's been born into a family of fucking nut jobs who just have nothing better to do than live vicariously through this little girl. You know, I can't help it if the mother's butt ugly, but she wants the daughter to look gorgeous. You know, that that's the mother's problem. The mother should be bloody killed by someone. Um, you know, parents who do that to kids just, in, in my opinion, scum of the earth, not worth my time. But I feel really sorry for the kids because imagine how fucked up her head's going to be. Imagine when she's 30. That kid's going to need therapy. She's either going to turn into a porn star or need therapy. And either way is crap. Oh, man. Well, but the rest and you of know the where I, And you know where I stand on that issue, Kevin. Yeah, I'm, I'm not gonna. I'm not, I'm not gonna prick that wound. I'm just gonna let that one heal up and air over. But anyway, they keep talking about what a good cook this the mother is, you know. So here they make this. They put the skeddy in the pot, and then she makes her family recipe sauce for it. Now here's her family recipe for sauce. She gets out a tub of margarine, and margarine that comes in the big plastic tubs that you buy at the store takes two or three huge scoops of margarine out, puts it in a bowl, covers that with about half to three quarters of a bottle of ketchup, microwaves it, and then stirs it all together and pours it all over the noodles. That sounds positively disgusting. It's like grease with grease on top of grease. Oh. And it's like, oh my God. Crikey. <laughs> And they were. But if they if they feed the kid too much of that, she'll be you know rolling down you know rolling on onto the pageant walkway thinnies <laughs> onto the pageant stages. Crikey, that but sounds was, that sounds like a heart stopper. That one. That was the first time that Honey Boo Boo grossed me out. Oh really? The first time? Yes. Crikey! <laughs> first. How many episodes have you watched? Jeez. Oh, half a dozen or so. Oh, good lord. All right. They're all saved up on the DVR, so when you come to visit, you can watch them. You know, th- th- that's the time where I hope that your house gets hit by lightning and your DVR blows up. <laughs> but you know what? You'd probably get it for me on DVD or something anyway. You know, I have no doubt that it'll come out on DVD. Christmas is coming. Oh, wonderful. Great. So I get I've a been, honey boo boo for Christmas. Oh Jesus! I've been I've been meaning to talk to Gretel, anyways. <laughs> oh, I tell you. Oh, anyway, no more honey boo boo, Kevin. Shame, this- shame, shame. We, we we've got to stop splitting, uh, splitting, <laughs> spreading the plague. Oh, so you got me all flustered now. She's just a misunderstood, they're just a misunderstood, well-meaning little family. No, the family's a bunch of fucking nutcases. The kids, unfortunately, (laughs) the the kid, you might as well lock the kid underneath the stairs like they did Harry Potter because she doesn't have any say in this. And I think that's what really, you know, really pisses me off with this kind of thing is, you know, it's like if if my daughter, she's six and, and I force her to do stuff and, you know, she might appear to like it, but... Would she? You know, it's it's one of those things that, you know, then later on in life, would she like it or wouldn't she? So, who knows? Each to their own, but I certainly don't subscribe to that rubbish. You, you know what? You Americans can keep Honey Boo Boo. You're all going to hell. That's all <laughs> I can say for letting Honey Boo Boo exist. <laughs> so, uh... Yes. Anyway, 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 we shall move on. Um, you know, speaking of my daughter, actually, do you know she's become a real big Trekkie fan? You know, th- this is someone who's six years old, 
And, you know, when I first... Because, you know, Father's Day in Australia was a couple of weeks ago, and I got the uh, four seasons of Star Trek Enterprise. And I said to her at the time, you know, when I first got her, oh, would you like to sit with me and watch an episode? And no, no, she didn't want to watch it. She's the type of kid that, you know, will sort of come in, have a look and, and so forth, and then, you know, for a week or two, and then she was like, oh, can I watch it with you? And last weekend, she actually went to watch it. And she sat down, and we watched four episodes back-to-back, and she didn't fidget or anything. This is a six-year-old who was just absolutely absorbed in the show. She didn't fidget, do anything else. She just sat there really enjoying it. And then I, I said, okay, well, look, I've got to go and, and get some cooking done. And she wanted to keep watching, and she was really disappointed that we couldn't watch anymore. And then <laughs> what, what was amazing, yesterday, I, I picked her up from school, came home, and I decided, okay, look, I've done enough writing for today. I'm going to sit back, relax, and, and watch an episode. So I put it on my iMac. And uh, she came in once she heard the entrance music. And uh, she came in, oh, can I watch with you? So anyway, she brought a chair in and watched. And, and then, you know, being the afternoon, I had to get, you know, cooking ready and stuff like that. And I said, well, you know, that's the one. We watched the one. And then she said, oh, I want to watch more. And she actually got me to put the DVD on the old power book that we've got so that she could actually watch episode after episode and here she is and she's you know going through navigating the dvd menu and she's sitting there on the laptop watching episodes from start to finish and she went through a disc and a half and oh, wow. it's just absolutely amazing and it's like you know i don't even ask her if she wants to she just comes and sits down and really enjoys it she loves that entrance theme and i've got to say out of all the star trek uh television shows the entrance for enterprise is the best entrance. It's one of the oh, yeah. best entrances for TV ever. It's just absolutely awesome, absolutely superb. Um, but she's just engaged. She's asking questions about this and that and something else. And it's just, I'm it's a proud parenting moment. Let me put it that way. It, it's, you know, proud father in moment 333. Um, <laughs> but it's one of those things that, you know, I love to see because now it gives me something else to interact with her on. And she actually had to do a school project last week too, where she had to build something from um, recycled materials. So of course, you know, you go the, the dunny and, you know, cause we're big shitters. We've got lots of empty toilet rolls. <laughs> and uh, so, you know, we'd use the empty toilet rolls and she actually made this spaceship and she called it the starship enterprise. So here she is a six year old going to school and she's talking about the Starship Enterprise, and it's like, that's my daughter, that's my little girl, that's cool. <laughs> that is, that's that's where daughters and girls at the age of six should be. Because I'm, I'm setting her up to think outside of the square, outside of the way you look, outside of the makeup and, and the hullabaloo, to look further and, and, you know, hopefully one day in her lifetime, she'll be able to say, you know what, I can get off this rock and I can jump onto another one. That one's better. So, uh, but now, and, and, now the, the rocks aren't the ones that fell out of your head though, right? Well, you know, I, I lose a few every now and then, but <laughs> 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 now look, it, it's just fantastic. And it's just amazing. You know, I, I thought the first time she wanted to watch that she'd be fidgeting, that she wouldn't want to sit there for any more than one episode. She loves the show now. She's completely just absorbed with it. So I don't know whether it's a good thing or a bad thing because, you know, there are a number of... I wouldn't say Star Trek is violent. You know, they do have their shootouts occasionally. And then, you know, the the topics can be somewhat adult-based as well. Yes. Um, so I've sort of got to be careful with that and be aware of that. But I think for the most part, it's a positive... Um, thin you know she certainly hasn't got to the stage where that's all she'll watch and she won't watch her cartoons or her kids shows so she does it in moderation but i, I thought that was just pretty cool that uh and I, I know some of the um boys in her class that are her age they're big into star wars and i think well star wars is more violent than star trek is um you know it's it's star wars for starters you know it's war in um you know, so of alien races and so forth. And it's like, whereas Star Trek is just looking, I guess, for more the epitome of, of humanity and, and uh, it's got a better, a better meaning to it in some ways. Um, that's just my own personal preference. But anyway, so I, I, since I've got those DVDs a couple of weeks ago, I've managed to get through the first season. 
And, you know, I, ha- I haven't seen it since it first aired, so it's been a, a while. And, I, of course, as, as you do, you miss the occasional episode when it was airing on TV. And it's, oh, wow, this is, you know, I didn't see that one. Plus, you can't remember what happened anyway, going back that far. Um, but what I, I think really makes Enterprise stand out as, as the, the best version of Star Trek besides the original series for me is it's not set too far in the distant future. It's set about 150 years in the future. And everything that they do is just that little bit more believable, that little bit more, that's possible. You know, yeah. um, and it's just, it's sort of, I, I love it. I wish that it, it didn't have to end after four seasons, but... Oh, yeah, I know. That was so disappointing. The The best thing... The two, one of the best things I love about Star Trek Enterprise is the fact that stuff doesn't always work just right. Yes. You know, the things will, will, like when the, uh, it's in season one, I don't remember which episode, second or third episode, where the uh, the uh, gravity goes out on the deck where oh, the captain's and, and, and he's, in, he's in the shower and then he goes kaplunk. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah that, that, that's hilarious. And, you know, it, it's good to see that because... You know, I don't recall in the other Star Trek episodes, I've seen the shower scenes or the toilet scenes, and, and it's like, you know, how do these guys crap? <laughs> you know, they gotta they got to do it somehow. So, uh, but yeah, it, it's stuff like that that brings it back down to earth because we know, of course, that nothing works as it's intended to. You know, they get up on stage and they show how fantastic it is. And, of course, if you're Bill Gates, then you get the blue screen of death occasionally. Um, so, yes, I'm, I'm still talking about that one. That's a, that was a funny one. Um, but, yeah, it's just, it's more down to earth. And even things like the little tablets they have in their hand, it's like, yeah, we've got that now. Um, and, and it's funny because it's like, this was set up before tablets as we know it. Yeah. You know, uh, came to be. You know, uh, there was always the tablet computing, which was cool. You know, it was take the monitor off a laptop and so forth. So they kind of adapted that and made a smaller version. And this is on the tablet. And then, of course, you know, Apple comes out with the iPad and so forth, and Android comes out with their Android tablets and stuff like that. Windows is doing it now. Uh, Microsoft, sorry. And it's like what was supposed to be 150 years into the future is here today. It's like. They've almost got to go back and make a season five and rethink what the tablet interface will be. Because if they don't do that, then Apple aren't going to come out with, you know, this <laughs> this clear screen of uh, this clear piece of glass that, you know, you can see through. And then it, it, it comes with all the information on it. And, and, and so, you know, we need that next stage. They need to go back to the drawing board, release season five so that we can get the next and greatest uh Techno gadgets. That's what I feel. <laughs> that's too funny. That show was just, I loved it. I watched as much as I could have when it was on air. And I am now going back and watching it. Um, I've got the first season. Yeah, the first season got went on sale on iTunes a long time ago in standard def for $12. Yeah, the that entire was an incredible first... price. So, uh, and I, I caught that on a tweet from... Uh, uh, Katie Floyd, so I, I I snagged it then, and I watched it. I carried a couple episodes for a long time. I always carried an episode or two around on my uh, iPod or my phone or something to watch. Um, but I really was sad when they took that show off the air because I just thought it was. I like Scott Bakula. Yep. Jolene Blaylock, who plays actually, uh, he he was a. In my opinion, he was, and probably, I've I've got to say, in my opinion, he's the best captain. Out of all the different uh, Star Trek series, I'm sure that people are yelling at me, going, "No, it's Kirk or Picard." But it's like, eh. I just—he was natural. He was—he was human, more human than than the other captains. You know what I mean? Uh, more susceptible to human failings. I—that's just the opinion of the character that I get, and that's why I like him so much. Um, yeah, yeah. He uh, and he didn't sleep with any green women, but the, uh, <laughs> but the, uh, but yeah, that and then Jolene Blaylock, who is an excellent actress, and in the leotard outfit or whatever that thing is, that bodysuit that she wears, 
she is an unbelievable looking woman. Yeah, true. But I, I gotta say, seven or nine still takes the the cake for being in a great outfit, though. Oh boy, Jerry Ryan. Whew. Crikey. I, I, uh, listeners, Mark just had a hot flash there. <laughs> I, 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 you know, I think that's why I love Voyager so much is uh, because she was on it. So, uh, whereas you know what, I've never really been a Deep Space Nine person. Um, I did, I did not like that one. I watched maybe three or four episodes of that. I watched. I've seen all the original Star Trek series. I've seen. Let's we'll say ninety percent plus of the. Uh, Next Generation. You know what I really find with the Next Generation? At the time, and and even into the early 90s, it looked so great. It was so wonderful. It was great television. When I watch it now, it almost throws me back to the original series in being so dated. It just looks so old in in comparison to Deep Space Nine, uh, Voyager, and, and Enterprise, of course. It just... Especially the first few seasons, it just really has aged badly, and I'm finding that I'm not enjoying it as much as I did when it was first airing on on television. And I know that probably seems strange because the story is still there, the characters are still there, but the sets just—I don't know—it just does it. It feels out of place to watch it now. It doesn't feel futuristic. It feels historic. Yeah, it's it. I know I can't put my finger on it either, but there is something to. I still enjoy it, but I did not watch Deep Space Nine. But like I say, a few episodes, and I watched a fair portion of Voyager. Not all of that. I've probably seen maybe half of those episodes, but uh, I have most all the movies. And it's funny too. This what you're talking about with um, with uh, the Next Generation, the first two movies. I really the first one is really it really looks dated to me you know if you go back and watch the original Star Trek the motion picture oh it's yes, the one yeah. where Figer which turns out to be Voyager so I mean it was that one was really dated Rathacon doesn't look as dated uh, and then uh, Star Trek 3 which is probably one of my favorites uh, computer <laughs> So, um, but you know, the, uh, they're all pretty good. So yeah, my, yeah, my favorite Star Trek movie prior to Oh nine, uh, to the reboot was definitely first contact. And I think for a number of reasons, because it actually dealt with first contact, um, which needed to, it was a story that needed to be told, um, completely, but I, I just enjoyed the movie. I thought it was a, a great movie. Um, hated generations though. Ugh. I, I just William Shatner oh, I don't know he's he's too he, he's too honey boo booish for me um, <laughs> you know honey boo boo goes into space oh, seriously you know if he thinks any more of himself I'm gonna puke you know it's he he did something great but he just seems to be or have has been riding on the laurels of that for decades and uh, it gets tiring after a while and it sort of it disappoints you in in the end. Uh, you know, Leonard Nimoy has not gone down the same track. You know, yet he still stayed current and an absolute, absolute iconic fan favorite uh, in the Star Trek universe. Whereas William Shatner, though, I'm sure a lot of the fans of Star Trek would agree with me. It's just like, come on, move on. We've seen enough. You know, <laughs> you were the captain yeah. of a fake starship. You know, yes, we want to pretend it's real, but it was fake move on <laughs> but you know it was um the he did another good show that i liked uh and i didn't watch it much when it was on have you ever seen boston legal with william shatner i've seen the shorts of it in the trailers but i've never watched an episode so i can't it's, comment whether it's good or not it's pretty it's pretty funny where he plays the lawyer uh denny uh Oh crap! Somebody's gonna be yelling at their at the, yelling at us right at this moment. I can't think of his last name, but it's a pretty funny show. I mean, he plays the arrogant, very arrogant lawyer, and but it's just funny with the stuff that he does. Yeah, and the, uh, the last give thing, me a chance, sorry, give a chance watch an episode or two. I'll, I'll give it a look and, and let you know what I think. Um, the last show I saw him in was um, shit. My father says or. 
Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah That's yeah. what it was. And it was, oh, they did the asterisks and everything, but we've got the explicit tag, so I don't care. Um, it was something my father says, or something like that. It, yeah. it, it only went for one season, and it was okay. But again, I I just look at stuff that he does now, and he's very typecast. Um, I don't know if you get that feeling as well, but he just—it's hard to actually take him away from the character of Captain Kirk, um, and then yeah. watch him sensibly in another role. And I think, you know, you get that with you know some of those big stars in sort of specific genre movies or or uh, television shows that they do get very typecast into that role and you can't look at them in any other role. Um, you know, David Duchovny was one uh, who played Fox Mulder on the X-Files and still to this day, even though he's done Californication and a couple of other decent shows, I still look at him and it's like I'm waiting for that Fox Mulder chaotic, you know, sort of outburst. I think once they're so good at one thing that they really just get typecast into that role. Um, you know, some actors buck the trend though, and you know, don't get typecast. Uh, but they also do get typecast in, in certain roles. Uh, Vin Diesel, he's always the, the action kind of man when he does something like the, he did the one where he was looking after the kids. Um, Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just saw that one again, not long ago. Um, it's a good movie, but you know, you just like, um, you know, no, this guy is meant to be shooting as, as a tough guy. He's not meant to be, you know, sort of loading up bottles and feeding kids. And oh, that, that actually brings me on to another interesting, funny one. There's actually a TV show on iTunes at the moment. It's been released uh, for the summer TV season in uh, the US, and it's called uh, Guys with Kids. And it's free, so you can get it free on iTunes, the, the pilot episode. And, you know, it, I sort of decided, hey, I'm going to download this and take a bit of a look because, you know, I'm a guy with kids and I'm a, I'm an at-home father. So, you know, I work from home and I look after the kids and look after the house and cook the dinners and all that kind of stuff. And I thought, you know, this is going to be a really good show. It is good, but it's one of those things that after one season, there's no way it's going to be picked up again. It's not a classic enough comedy. None of the actors stand out on their own as being brilliant. And in fact, some of them actually overact a little bit. So it was good while I was sitting there eating lunch yesterday to watch it, but it wasn't a absolute, hey, you've definitely got to watch it. Maybe I just didn't see the funny side of some of the, the jokes, but I sort of, I loved the, well, I loved the movie Daddy Daycare. That was until <laughs> I had my own kids. Then I, oh, I absolutely hate that movie now. Uh, but the, the funniest part in Daddy Daycare was when the, the kid goes up to the bathroom and, you know, he's up there for a while and here's Eddie Murphy and he goes up and he's like, well, you know, where's this kid? Tom's going on and so forth. And, um, you know, the kid sort of emerge, emerges from the bathroom sheepishly and uh, the kid and, and he goes, yeah, okay. And, and the kid goes, I missed. And then what do you mean you missed? I missed. And then you see Eddie Murphy opening the door and he just looks around the room and he looks up on the ceiling and, and the jaw drops. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> you know, he missed. Oh, boy. Uh, and it, it was just a priceless moment. But now having kids myself, it's like, no, don't miss. Don't miss. <laughs> aim. Aim. Oh, boy. I, I, it's disturbing. But when you don't have kids, movies like that are funny as hell. And you know what? When the kids grow up and... And we don't need to worry about it. I'm sure it'll be funny again, you know. Yeah. But when you go and through it, it's like, no, this isn't funny. You're traumatizing me. This is awful. So, <laughs> uh, so anyway, poor, yeah, poor Mark. Poor Mark. Guys with kids. It, it's funny, um, but it's it's just it didn't blow me away. It, it's worth a watch if you've got kids and you want a little bit of a laugh. Um, but unfortunately, based on the pilot, I probably won't. Well, let me put it this way. Based on the pilot, I wouldn't buy the next episode off iTunes. I'd pirate the next episode to see whether or not it's worth buying. Um, so it, it was that average. You know, it's got promise. Um, but yeah, the, the lead actors maybe just aren't perfect for that role. So, Well, I, I'm going to have to download it because it does sound interesting. I can't wait to see that. Um, you know, it will give me a good laugh. I've got kids. Mine are older than yours, though. 
but uh, it would be interesting to uh, to see that. And if it's any in, anywhere's in that daddy daycare kind of genre, I can I can laugh at it. Yeah, you know what? It, it would be interesting for you to watch it and then report back, and and then we could compare notes um, to see what you thought was funny and what I thought was funny. Because you know, obviously, even though we're very close in humor. Being living in different societies with different experiences and so forth, we're going to see things in different ways. Uh, you know, you love Honey Boo Boo. I can't stand the the show. Um, <laughs> I was going to say something else, but then I, we've had to really cut that out because um, that the explicit tag wouldn't be able to hold that in. Um, yeah, so it'd be interesting to see what you think about that. So uh, yeah, definitely check it out, and um, you know we'll. We'll have a talk about it on a future episode. And speak- yeah, if, Sorry. As I say, if any of our listeners get a chance to watch it, hey, give us some feedback. We'd love to hear what you think of it and tell Mark he's completely wrong. The show will be a million-dollar hit, and it will air immediately following Honey Boo Boo. Kevin, I thought we <laughs> spoke about the Honey Boo Boo. Oh, now, the, the other TV show that I forgot to write down in the show notes, but I've got it here somewhere. Where is it? Oh, it was absolutely brilliant. Oh, actually, I downloaded it on my iPad. That's why I can't find it, because it's not in iTunes. Silly, Mark. Let me see. Where is it? It's a really good show. You've got to watch it. It's free. You're going to love it. It's called Revolution. And um, I'll just get my iPad and, and show Kevin so that he can actually see what the title is. And, of course, the listeners are going, well, why are you doing that? We can't see it. But it's called... Great audio. Called Revolution. And it's basically about an apocalypse on Earth. But it's not quite an apocalypse. But it's... What happens is one day, the, the power just goes out. And I'm talking power, everything. The lights, uh, the cars... Nothing mechanical works, and it sends the society back into um, having to, you know, basically farm the land and use candles. And but there's a, a select few people that um, still possess this little USB stick. And I was thinking of you, Kevin. It's like this <laughs> tiny little USB stick on on like a keychain with with you know an emblem on it and so forth. And they they can turn the power back on for periods of time and for certain things. And, you know, it, it's very interesting. It's like, okay, how does this happen? How does this work? What What's going to happen? And um, one thing, if, if you've ever watched um, Breaking Bad, which is a really, really good show, um, Gus, what's his surname? Gus, Gus. He played the, the role of Gus, the, the sort of uh, big hitman. He's actually starring in it again as, as sort of, not a drug hitman, but as a, as a sort of hard-ass kind of uh, general uh, kind of thing in, in the Liberation Army. And, and it's quite good. It's, um, I really enjoyed it. I, I got into it and thought, you know what, this is um, just really, really good TV. And TV it is, as, at its best, really, it's... Um, you know, admittedly, it was only the pilot, but hey, for a free download off iTunes in HD, uh, you might as well go and get it and enjoy it. I'll have to take a look at that because I haven't, I've seen a couple commercials for it here on television. I don't remember, you know, what channel or where it was, but uh, I'll have to go take a look. I'm trying to fill up my watching time. Well, and, I, and you know, gonna, I, I can and, certainly do that with all these, all these free TV shows that I download. Um you know, it's, uh, I, I love iTunes for that because I mean, something like revolution, you know, I, I just said before, I'll be pirating guys with kids episode two, just to see whether I want to actually buy into the season pass or not. Um, if I don't like that episode, then I'm sorry, but I, I won't be buying into it. Whereas this one was so powerful on, on the pilot episode that I'll be buying into the season pass on iTunes for sure. Um, so yeah, it, it's definitely worth it. You know, no, it's nothing really groundbreaking. You know, all the apocalypse TV shows and movies and that that you've seen, it's a repeat formula, but it is good. I mean, I, I just love that kind of stuff. I, I, I was one of these people when the Y2K bug was around. I was like, please, let everything just crash and burn. I want to see what happens. Um, I, and Kevin's shaking his head. But I want to see what society would turn into, you know, and whether or not we'd be able to 
repair the runs in society. And, um, I, you know, I say that, but then I'd probably absolutely not want to be in that situation, you know. But it's one of those things that I'd sort of think, well, I wonder what we'd do. I wonder how we'd survive. You know, in, in this situation, they lose all power and everything, so they can't even produce food anymore other than crops and, you know, slaughtering their own meat and so forth. So there's no way the land can support the population of the world. And it's just, it's quite interesting. Hmm. Now I'll give it a watch. I did, yeah, I remember seeing it and I didn't quite catch the whole, what it was trying to talk about. The commercial went really quickly. So I'm, I'm going to have to give that a watch, but I got to be careful that I don't eat up too much of my watching time because it's about time for the Big Bang Theory to start again. Ooh, I think it, it starts week two weeks from last night. It starts the new season. That'll be now. I can't remember the cliffhanger. Boy, this is embarrassing, isn't it? Oh, uh, Wallowitz went into space. That's right. Yep. Now I remember the cliffhanger because I was thinking, hold on a sec, the cliffhanger, cliffhanger, and I was thinking, no, that was season uh, three to four where where Penny, uh, you know, had a boots uh, with Raj. Uh, you know, yeah. they, they were knocking boots. Um, and then, yeah, I was trying to think, okay, where does it pick up from? I'll actually have to watch it. Uh, season five. How do, what season are they up to now? This will be season... Six, won't it? Six, yes. Wow. Because I've got so one fast. through four on DVD. Yes, Scott, I have it on DVD. Go ahead, yell at the radio now. Do, do, you, know, the... do you know I still haven't purchased uh season five yet because at forty dollars on itunes for standard def in australia that's a bit too pricey it's coming out literally um first week in october for thirty dollars on dvd so um you know if it was forty dollars and it was hd i'd pay that for hd but i'm not paying that for standard def because the standard def on itunes is even worse, really, than uh, DVD. You know, from a standpoint of just being sharp, it just it looks just not as sharp. It's a little bit more um, out of focus, I guess. Well, now speaking of iTunes, um, and I know, as, as I said earlier, I know we're not an Apple-centric show, although our listeners know where we are. I have to ask your opinion. I know you talked with Scott. Uh, you said, but. What's your opinion of all the uh, new devices that Apple released uh, the other day? Cool, but I don't need them. Cool, um, but I don't need them. Hmm. Yeah. You know what? I, um, I've i been for a while now making the decision, do I keep updating gear? You know, And I updated from the iPad 1 to the iPad 2 and was very underwhelmed. You know, It wasn't much of a boost. And likewise, with the iPad 2 to the iPad 3, the only feature that really works for me for ebook reading and as a writer is the actual retina display that just you know removes the jaggies but is that enough justification to go out there and spend 500 to a thousand dollars and that, that's the, the same thing that i'm looking at with the iphone i've still got the iphone 4 it does everything i need i don't have the 4s so i haven't used siri and actually it was a funny thing I got Siri to work perfectly for me for the first time ever. I just had to pretend that I was in the UK. So I had to turn on the UK <laughs> version of Siri on the iPhone. And do you know it got me perfect word for word? It was absolutely amazing. The Australian version couldn't understand the thing I said. Neither could the American version. But the UK version, you know, and, and I was almost going to pump out, you know, I'm, I'm one of these whingy poms. Um, on Twitter, but I thought I'd piss off too many people. <laughs> and I've probably just done it now. But, um, yeah, it's, you know what, it, it's a, a nice bigger screen. I think it's going to be perfect for people who want to consume video content on the run. I think it's going to be perfect for gamers who, you know, want just something a little less cramped in their hands. Um, and, and certainly, you know, even browsing, it's going to be good. But, you know, is it worth that seven? For me, it, it's a, a buyout. I, I buy the stuff outright and not on a plan. So it would cost me 799 Australian dollars. That's a hell of a lot of, of work that I've got to do to sort of make that. And what I came to the realization with 
and this has been hard for me because I love the new technology. I love getting the latest and greatest. But I found that I was spending more money on the technology than I was on the content that goes on the technology. So I would go without buying apps or games. I would go without buying books. I would go without buying TV shows or, or music to then buy the device. And I was like, well, that's kind of stupid, you know, because then I'm not really experiencing it. And I, I did put out on Twitter uh, the night before the announcements, are we all just really unhappy Apple users that we constantly want the next thing? You know, the iPhone 5's released, and I found myself wondering, what are they going to do an iPhone 6? And I was like, get a grip. Use what you've got. Use it well. And then when it's buggered up or, you know, when it's no longer supported by the OS, then update. And I think that's what I end up doing. I think I'll wait till the OS is no longer supported and then I'll upgrade. Um, you know, that's just personal preference. But I, I think it's absolutely fantastic what they've done. I like the idea of the longer iPhone. I think that sort of works. Um, it could have been a little bit wider, though. I agree with Scott's um, opinion on that. It, you know, it's sort of... It doesn't, yes, you can sort of have the thumb go across the screen still perfectly, but you're not getting a better experience for typing when it's in the, the portrait mode. And and even yeah. when you turn it on its side and it's, it's sort of longer, but the problem is the keyboard's still going to take up half the screen because the screen's the same width. So yeah. it doesn't really improve that much. It's better for viewing and better for looking at stuff. But for typing-wise and so forth, I don't think it's an improvement, unfortunately. Um, but then I think they're banking a, a little bit on Siri as well. So, um, you know, certainly I know a lot of Scott's tweets are on Siri. He'll be at work and he just <laughs> kicks in Siri and then he, he tweets that way. It works for him. So, um, yeah, pre pretty cool. I, I think it was a good announcement. It was more than I thought they'd give us in one go. Um but I, I don't honestly believe, even if I've got the cash available, I don't honestly believe I'll be laying the cash out. And I think it's just purely, I want to have the content and experience the content and enjoy the content that works on these devices more so than throw away hundreds of dollars for the latest and greatest. And then, you know, perhaps if I want to see something, I've actually got to go and pirate it and do the wrong thing because I've spent all my money. <laughs> well, I, you know, I looked at the new iPhone, and we were talking about it today at work, and uh, a couple people asked me, said, are you going to get the new one? I said, I, I don't know. I mean, I, mine's only, I have the four, and I got it, was a year ago May? Yeah, but a year I, ago you know, May I, I got it. I got it. it about the same time, so it's heading up for 18 months old, and it's still a great system. It's still a great, you know, device. Um, really, the Retina display, I think, is what, it, it, it was the best thing about that, device and even the camera even though the camera's vastly improved with you know behind the scenes software and so forth you know the the camera on the iphone 4 is nothing to be disappointed with no it's a good camera um i would like to have the better the higher quality camera because that's probably i now take 95 percent plus of my pictures and videos with my phone yeah that's where I take it all because it's what I have with me. It's the old adage, whatever camera you have with you. The other thing that I liked interesting in the announcements is I was thrilled to see the redesigned Nanos. Uh, I know. Yeah. You know what? I felt sorry for the watch band manufacturers because there's going to be a lot of people out of work. They're gone, dead and buried now. Um, what I, I didn't like necessarily and, and I spoke about this on Pocket Size Podcast with Scott, was just the bubblegum-looking background with the the shells and so forth. It just didn't look right. And they got so close to it being the ultimate portable iOS device without it being able to put apps on it, you know? And it's like, yeah. oh, you guys screwed up. This could have been great to put apps on. Um, you know, obviously not the same as the iPhone would have. But, you know, maybe they will add certain things later on. I don't know that for sure. But it's like, wouldn't that be an ideal thing to have? You know, it's an exercise type thing. 
you know, because it's really designed for, hey, you know, strap it to your arm and go running with it kind of thing. They've got the Nike Plus uh, app, but, you know, what about some of these other ones that are, are linked into Fitbit and stuff like that? Are they yeah. going to be able to sort of link in with their own software for it? And it's like, I, I don't know. I, I think really it just wasn't, in my opinion, it wasn't perfect. Um, but I, I, I could be wrong. What, what was your thought on it? Well, I was so glad to see the video playback capability come back into the nanos because i have two of these and i'm holding it up to the screen so that mark can see the ones that had uh, the little video camera built into it oh, yes. not that that was not that that was a great thing it worked pretty well i mean it worked well um i had two of those and they're the handiest little things that actually now is uh the one uh i gave my old first gen touch uh my one my oldest daughter's been using it but that's become my day-to-day -day iPod that I take back and forth to work. Now, I listen to it in my car going down the road and coming home in the evenings. And I watch videos on it sometimes while I'm eating my lunch or if I don't, you know, or my phone, depending on how much charge my phone still has on it. And I love the thing. And when they came out with the little watch band, I don't know, whatever you want to call them, watch size nanos, I went, why did you get rid of the video playback? That just yeah. seems so silly to me. Um, so I was really happy to see that. I like the new design. I like the screen size because it's even bigger than the screen that's on this one. And it is widescreen. So I think for, to me, they make a good a good size uh, for maybe kids to use or somebody that just needs a light uh, uh, content, uh, light media player to carry along with them. Because mm -hmm. I mean, you, I mean, my little these little things weigh almost nothing, and I just stuff mine in my shirt pocket with my phone, and I really can't notice the difference in weight between the two. So I was really delighted to see those. And then when they showed the new iPod Touches, I thought those things were amazing looking little devices. Yeah, they're they're nice. They're really really good. I was a bit surprised that they put the A5X chip in, not the A6 chip in. Um, and that's also another reason why I turned around and thought I don't really need that new iPhone because I use my iPhone as a, a sort of gaming device when I'm on the run. I play games on it and so forth. And obviously they've been touting, well, look how good Real Racing 3 is on this iPhone. And, um, you know, it's like, yeah, but, you know, the guys at Real Racing, they're going to be releasing Real Racing 3 Back on the iPhone 4, on the 4S, on the iPod Touch 4th generation, and on the new underpowered iPod Touch. Um, so, yeah, it's like they're, gonna, they're going to go and code for the lowest common denominator. It's just fancy that they were able to show it off at the event, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I, I think they're going to be good devices. It's something that I would consider getting... Uh, I'm not flushed with cash, and that, that shouldn't be construed as such... But I wouldn't have a problem getting one for each of the kids to have, you know, so that when we travel, they can each, you know, watch their own thing. And there's not a disagreement over who's who's watching oh, what. They, geez, and they I can have each have now. You know, well, it's I, so annoying when you've got one iPad between two kids. And, you know, I've seriously been thinking about getting the third generation iPad, not because I need it, not because I, I'm dissatisfied with the, the second gen but because I'm tired of the kids arguing over one iPad. <laughs> you know, and I've got, to go, know, I've got to go through two months of holidays, of school holidays, with them doing this until the next one's released. So, and maybe actually, maybe two and a half months, because if we have the Easter holidays as well. So, uh... <laughs> you can see that, can't you? I can. That's the smallest violin in the world playing My Heart Bleeds for oh, You. Oh, dear. Some people are so rude. Here I was we, having a rant. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, well, you know, what we do when we travel is I, I don't know if I've talked about it on the show before or not. I have a special case that hooks on the back of the headrest oh, yeah. in, in the van. And uh, we put it on there. And that's the entertainment system for the kids going down the road to watch movies. You know, we've taken seven, eight, ten-hour drives, and it's great for them. Yeah, no, it certainly works well. And uh, you know what? I, I think really, and I don't see an iPad Mini in Apple's lineup future anytime soon. Um, 
I I know that there's rumors out there that are pretty strong, just like they were with the the look and the design of the the redesign the iPhone five. But seriously, if you've got an iPod Touch that's five inch, and then an iPad at at nine point seven or ten inches, do you really need a seven in between there? Because that will make it just harder for people to decide which one am I going to buy. And then the question is, will it play iPhone games or apps? Or will it play iPad games or apps? And I just don't see them going and and putting that in there now. I think the 5-inch is their way of saying, this is it. You know, we've done a bigger screen... You know, don't expect an iPad Mini. Yeah, that I mean that's a possibility. I thought the same thing when I saw. I, I didn't get to watch any of the announcements live blog. You and I were talking about that on Twitter. I was lamenting that, but when I sat down to watch, and I still haven't quite finished watching the uh, video from the event, uh, the keynote. Um, that is kind of what I thought. You know, they had all these rumors about the iPod, iPod, the Touch Maxi, or the iPad Mini, or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I wondered too, I said, okay, well, with all they've done to the touch, maybe that's what people were thinking and picking up on. I mean, but then of course, Apple is Apple and we don't know what we want until they tell us. That's the old mantra. So, you know, there may be something with an iPad mini. I'm not going to discount it completely. Um, Well, I, I am. I'm going to take a stand and say we will not see it. And, uh, you know, I could have egg on my face in the end, but I just don't. If, if they start putting out too many product lines, all I can see is another Samsung, another Sony, another, you know, big electronics company that makes it so bloody hard to decide which product you want to get into. And yeah. I, I just can't see the, the value of it. Not when you've got a five-inch tablet in the iPod Touch or a five-inch iPhone. You know, I, I just... What's seven? What What's the use of seven? It's like... It's two inches more. Is it really going to be that valuable to people to have two inches more? I think the five really pushes the seven out because now there's not so much of a a separation between the iPad size and the iPhone size. You know, you you could sort of go and and put them side by side and go, well, this one's small and this one's big. There'd be a perfect one to fit right in the middle. Now, eh, I just don't think so. I don't think they will dilute their market. And... Then the other thing, they love getting up on stage and they love going, we've sold this many iPads, we've sold this many iPhones. Are they really want to, wanting to go out there and, and lose iPad sales because they've released an iPad mini and then it looks less? And then they'll have criticism constantly in the media saying, oh, and Apple has dropped sales, the iPad's failing. No, it hasn't. It's gone to the iPad mini. But the media is not going to pick up on that or... They will, you know, and the Apple haters will come out and, and will ignore the iPad mini sales. So I don't think they're going to do it, to be quite honest. I'm, I'm going to take a stand on that one and don't think that they'll run with three product lines for iOS um, if in, in sizes. I, if if the rumors and the, some of the resources, not resources, sources they had cited weren't so strong and so numerous... I would have to agree with you, but I, I don't know. I, I'm just going to take the stand, and I'm going to have to wait and see on that one. E, because I, but I will say this: I kind of feel that if they don't do something before the holiday shopping season starts, it's not going to happen. I don't think they'll do it at all. Yeah, I, I really I, don't, I don't see, see them, them come in January next year. You know, and saying, "Here's the iPad fourth generation, and here's a mini iPad." I, I don't see them doing that because. They want to have two separate markets, and Christmas is the ideal time coming up for them to release something like an iPad Mini, where it's going to be, you know, gifts under the Christmas tree. But I, I don't know a kid out there that would be disappointed with a five-inch iPod Touch. And the other interesting thing is they've kept the iPod fourth generation uh, still in play as well. So they're yeah. covering all their bases. So people who want a smaller device, they've got it. Get the fourth gen. If you want the larger one, get the latest one. So I think this is the holiday lineup that 
you know, they're going with. And I don't think, really, that an actual uh, presentation on its own for, hey, look, here's the iPad Mini, I don't think it's big enough or people want it badly enough that they're going to have a separate presentation just for that. You know, they, they did a lot of stuff. They even did earphones uh, last week in their presentation. Yeah. You know, they, they did what I would class... They, they did all the iPod lines. You know, even the, the shuffle was updated with new colours. So, it, it's like they've already done it. They, um... Oh, you've got... Oh, that, that's the, um... The, the older, one you hate. That, that's the one that I've got for Gretel as well. I, I hate it because it's got the dock thing on it. Um... Look, I, I like the original shuffle that was just the USB stick and you would stick it straight in. I thought that was just absolutely superb. Um, yeah, look, I, I just, I really believe that we won't see the iPad Mini. I don't believe this October event that they're talking about. Um, you know, unless they had something else that was revolutionary to go along with it. What, they can't fill an hour-long presentation, which they like to do, with an iPad Mini. It's a smaller iPad, it's got 10 hours battery life, it's got this resolution screen, you already know how to use it. It's a 10 minute presentation. It's a footnote. We're not going to see an hour long presentation, and I don't, so I don't believe we'll see it. Well, I'll put it this way. Here's, here's, here's a rumor. And I, I may be the one starting it, or I may have heard it, I don't remember. When was the last time they updated the, t- the Apple TV, the, the hockey puck or whatever you want to call it, and could they do something with that in a combination with this iPad uh, mini, was, as a lot of people call it, in some sort of media play device or something? I don't, you know. They could. <laughs> um, you know, the iPad, uh, sorry, the Apple TV was updated about a year ago, I think, from memory. It was around the uh, the summer sort of release schedule, um, but you don't need a new update. What what could they put in an Apple TV that we don't have today? There's no contents. They can do that now. Now I'm just I, you know I'm just throwing it out there that you know what's the processor in the Apple TV? Is that it, the, it's the A5? The the third generation has the A5 in it, um, and. 1080p it 10, does. 1080p. So for, from the video playback content, there's nothing more that they can do there because there isn't 2K or 4K um, on iTunes at this stage. And frankly, there's not many TVs out there that can support it anyway. Um, so from the, the, the Apple TV side of things, they can't do it. The other thing is apps, yeah, perhaps, but you can get your iPhone or your iPad and I've done this with many games like Modern Combat 3 and so forth. And I've actually played them using the iPad and the iPhone as the controller. Played them up on the TV and it goes through the Apple TV and the network absolutely perfectly. So having apps... I don't think they'll ever have apps on the Apple TV. Because then they'd have to, again, build in hard drive storage. Um, and I, I just don't, I don't see that happening. I see it more as their streaming device rather than, you know, a replacement for a set-top box. And, you know, there was also this rumour of of cloud DVR recording too. You know, I don't think Apple's the type of person to say, hey, here's a, a, you know, 300 gigabyte hard drive in an Apple TV, record all you like, put all, all your apps on there. I don't see that happening. Plus, they don't have an interface for the Apple TV. The Apple TV sells with a, a crappy remote control. So then, if you've got to go and buy an iPhone or an iPod Touch to control a game, as in an app, then they might as well do the AirPlay, which they're already doing, which works perfectly. Well, I, I don't know. I'm just I'm just throwing it out there. You know, <laughs> it hasn't been updated for a while. I've got uh, no uh, inside know, source. You know, you know what I will say though is that they haven't up, they haven't released many of it. You know, the the Apple TV was released back in two thousand seven, two thousand eight, something like that. Yeah. Um, and the the big forty gig, and then they the Apple TV one was around for a while, and then they did the the first gen had the forty, and then the second had the one sixty hard drive in it, and then they went to the second gen, and then that was around for eighteen months or so, and then they went with the third. 
So that's not on a regular update cycle uh, at this point in time. And um, I just don't see them changing that anytime soon. I'm not saying I wouldn't like them to change it and, and make it more powerful with possible apps and so forth. But then it turns into something else. And, um, you know, are people going to want apps and a lot of different apps on the Apple TV? Do they class it? You know, they can put things on like they just, the iTunes festival that was on. Every Apple TV, without you even updating it, had the iTunes festival app just put on there. So you turn on the Apple TV, you didn't even have to update the software, and bingo, it was there. You could watch the iTunes Festival stuff. So they can do things already in the background by putting apps or certainly the window to experiences on the current equipment. I don't see that they'll update it anytime soon. And yeah, I'm I'm definitely going absolutely no iPad mini. And, you know, listeners can listen back to this show and, and uh, yeah, I'm actually going to say the same thing on NAMP that, you know, sort of quote me on this one because... I just don't see the point. I don't see where it would be a value to have more than the five inch screen or something, you know, smaller than the iPad now. I just, I don't see it. And maybe I'm blind, but. Well, you know, though, I think on an iPad mini, a Honey Boo Boo app would probably work oh, perfectly. <laughs> if someone makes a Honey Boo Boo app, Please let me know because I'm going to go and I'm going to do a review and I'll publish it on TMO and I'll publish it on my Mac and I'll give you a big fat zero. <laughs> well, you know, they are selling ringtones. I did notice that oh, the other night. Crikey. What? Here comes Honey Boo Boo as a ringtone? You know, you could, I, I you don't could know. Get, you, even, you, I, even I didn't go into that. I, oh, you know. God. You, you could make some money on that one, Kevin. <laughs> I have. Oh, maybe I should sell my own ringtone. Uh, and on that note, I think we shall close out the show for today. <laughs> this is the last time you will ever hear Honey Boo Boo on Geekier's show ever because it is so, so, so not geeky at all. So uh, on that note, I hope you've enjoyed the Honey Boo Boo, but we will never talk of it again. It never happened. <laughs> And on that note, you can go and check us out at geekiestshowever.com. You can also send us some feedback and uh, say, Mark, you're a flipping idiot. Kevin, you're a real nice guy and Mark's stupid. Um, And send it to us at gse at mymac.com. Now, Kevin, where can the listeners find out more about you if they do? And I say do with, you know, better skepticism. If they do want to uh, talk a little bit more about honey boo-boo well they can always find me on twitter at twitter.com forward slash big underscore in underscore va or you can go over to the about.me forward slash kevin alder page and look me up there and see what else i might have done and what other little boo-boos i've been into no pun intended of course no good lord and uh, (laughs) i And on that note, it's the end of the show. And I forgot to say where you can find me. You can simply go across to markgreentree.com, find out everything about me there, send me some emails, and uh, that is certainly a honey boo-boo free zone. So thank you for listening and subscribing. Until next week, take care. And don't forget, between now and next week, to hug a geek. Hey, Gaz, do you like apples? Yes, I love coxes because they're hard and juicy. Huh? Do you mean what I think you mean? Yeah, coxes pipping apples. They come from Somerset Guy. Everyone knows that. But we're talking about the MyMac.com podcast. It's been around since 2004. Oh, I see. That type of apple. Exactly. You can find it in iTunes. Talk to us from Twitter or Facebook. Or call us on our Skype number, which is... 703-436-9501. There, said it before you could.